We have come a long way with this series. As the teacher said, there is time for everything, since there was a time to start, there must be a time to finish. God willing this week, we will officially conclude on revival. This week, we will be looking at the aftermath of revival. Thus, when God brings revival, what happens next? How can one be sure that there is a genuine revival? These questions would be answered, and our longest topic which we have discussed for three months would end. The first thing that we can see when the revival has come is God's glory would prevail in the church and the world. The prophet Isaiah wrote, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols, Isaiah 42:8 Neve. In another place, he wrote, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, Isaiah 43:7 Neve. These two verses show clearly that God's glory, fame, and honor are not shared with any other. If the Lord created, formed, made, and called for His glory, then one can argue that if He works in the church to bring revival, it will be for His glory. In fact, all that He does revolves around His glory. He works in His people so that the joy will stay with them but glory, honor, and praise will return to Him alone who is worthy to receive them. For this reason, the Lord said, I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. This is what He intends to do even with revival. He will not give His glory to those who prayed. He will not share it with those who ministered His Word. Yes, joy will stay with them, but as for His glory, it is due to Him alone. It is not shareable. Since genuine revival does not proceed from man, can a man take the credit for something he did not initiate? Impossible. The initiator, orchestrator, planner, and finisher is the one who deserves praise, commendation, and glory. Revival is the work of God alone. When there is a genuine revival, God's glory alone is seen. This is because man has been humbled. Man's sinfulness, utter insufficiency had been made clear to him or her. He or she has pleaded guilty to the charges laid before him or her by the omnipotent. The sinful person had pleaded for mercy and clemency. This person cannot and will not covet God's glory. In revivals, men are humbled to embrace God as the Savior. People accept their unworthiness in themselves. They embrace God's sufficient grace, and their lives are transformed. Such a person will in no wise covet the glory of the Holy One. When revival comes, in the church, God's glory prevails. Men and women are gripped with awe for the omnipotent. The atmosphere in the church and its environs are harmonious because there has been heart-transforming, soul-purifying, and mind-blowing greatness of God being made clear and obvious. Apart from that, in the world, God's glory prevails. Thus, the world will see Christians as people whose lives have changed, molded, and characterized with a divine presence. They may not be able to explain the uniqueness of the Christian, but they can clearly see it. They may poke fun by calling them, these are the Christians, yet many of them will wish they were Christians themselves. When revival comes, both within and without, God's glory shines forth, and His name is exalted because He has said, I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. May His glory be seen in the church and in the world once again. Soli Deo Gloria. Michael Yatano. Tanamichael65 at gmail.com. You can also listen to this and similar posts on these podcasting apps, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Public Radio, and Spotify.